0: Welcome to Skin Care Moxie, the podcast to educate, inform, and empower you to care for and love the skin you're in. Presented by The A-Method, the medical-grade skincare brand co-founded by Induction Therapy CEO, Angelia Insko, in collaboration with renowned cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Tina Alster. Welcome listeners, I'm Kelly Fletcher, co-host of Skincare Moxie, and I'm so pumped to be recording today because it is our 11th episode. Angelia, we actually made it through our first 10 skincare podcasts and we're having a blast with it.
1: Yes, we are, Kelly. I've been having a blast and it's been really interesting to see what all goes into making a podcast, how much research goes into it. It's been incredible how much research has been done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot more complex than just getting in front of a microphone and talking. (laughs) I think some people, when I tell them that I'm a podcast host, they're like, oh, that must be fun. You just get out there and talk no they, pro- they probably think you're like a disc jockey <laughs> yes no not at all there's a lot of research and planning required and there also has to be a strategy a why for existing and a why for why it is that we are doing this podcast in the first place which we started to educate consumers on medical grade skincare. And that's why it's called Skincare Moxie, because Moxie means determination and chutzpah. And you really need a lot of that stick to itness with your skincare routine. And of course, you're the skincare expert and formulator, among a million other things you do. So as this podcast has evolved, recently you told me you wanted to add something to it. And so what do you have up your sleeve on that, Angelia?
1: Well Kelly I'm taking multiple classes right now actually in healing with nature, plant botany and understanding how plants affect us in ways to heal naturally. So you know during our podcast on 24 on the 24 karat gold, that's a natural element in nature gold is and we came up on how these metals and elements had been used for a long time helping to heal people. So through that and people being interested in that Every week, we're going to share a natural healing tip. It may have nothing to do with skincare, but we're going to share it to help point people in the right direction of healing naturally.
0: Because really, it is all about mind, body, and spirit. So, I'm excited about that because you've shared with me some of the things that you've been learning and you've given me some tips that I'm starting to incorporate into my life. And it's just one more layer of how we can be healthy and live healthy lives. One way is by taking care of our skin. Another way is by taking care of our bodies. Another way is by taking care of our mind and our heart and our soul. So we're going to get more into that later on in the podcast.
1: Yes, Kelly, I do really feel like I was put on earth here to help uh, people in general and especially for helping women who's kind of getting that changeover in life. Kids are leaving home. They don't know what to do with themselves, you know, and there are a lot of women we find since COVID, especially really want to reinvent themselves. So, and I would just want to be here to help nurture them in any way I can. Well, thank you. And that's what
0: you do on this podcast. So it's time to get down to the business of today's podcast. And you know, it's July and it's sweltering hot outside. And we talk a lot about the importance of sunscreen on this podcast, but we've never dedicated an entire episode to it.
1: Well, it probably would really take more than one episode, Kelly, to get to it all. But we're going to streamline it and for everybody because other than retinol, sunscreen, is one of the number one things you need to use to be concerned about aging skin. And you're right, because as I was researching for this podcast,
0: I was blown away at how much information there was out there and how little that I actually knew about sunscreen. And so this is something for everybody. It's not just for the women. Women, if you're listening to this, this is for the men in your life, your parents, your grandparents, your children, your grandchildren. This is so important. So I want to start out with just a basic question. On product labels, I always see SPF 15, SPF 30, SPF 50, et cetera. I've never really known what what does SPF stand for?
1: So the SPF factor means sun protection factor. And the SPF number tells you how long the sun's UV radiation would take to redden your skin when using the product exactly as directed versus the amount of time without any sunscreen. But there is one fallacy here. They don't direct you how much it takes to give you that SPF protection. No, they never do. So in the dermatology industry, all of my time in here, what I've heard is if you want an SPF 30 on your skin and you're using an SPF 30, you need to use a teaspoon full of that sunscreen on your face. Most of us rarely, if ever, do that. So what does that mean? It means that we wouldn't have as long of a protection as we think we have, and we would need to reapply more often. So just a teaspoon for your face. So think about how
0: much that's going to take for your entire body. I don't really want to think about that, but that's something to think about. So if I'm understanding this correctly, it means that it would take 30 times longer for me to burn with SPF 30 than with zero sunscreen, but only if I am... Using the right amount, which is a lot, applying generously and continuing to reapply.
1: Correct. Okay. so and the more you're sweating and the more you're in water, if you're at the beach, you're going to need to reapply more often. The more you happen to wipe. Like if you get out at the water and you wipe with a towel or you're sweating and you wipe with a towel, then you're wiping off sunscreen and you need to be reapplying immediately.
0: Right. And even exercising too, if you're exercising Mm -hmm. outside or playing a sport. So I read that SPF 30 allows about 3% of UVB rays to hit your skin and SPF 50 allows only 2% of UVB rays to hit your skin. But remember, this is only if you use it exactly as directed which means applying a lot, and a lot of people don't do that. So, just because you're wearing an SPF 15 or 30 or 50 is not a guarantee. Sunscreen helps, but it's not the end all
1: be all, right? No. And I will tell you that SPF 50 does not give you that much more protection than SPF 30. And I think a lot of people think, oh my gosh, I'm getting so much more protection. The best sunscreen, Kelly, is going to be one you will use, first of all. You got to use it. And most people don't like the way it feels. Therefore, they don't use it. That's true. And then they, if they do use it, they don't use enough of it.
0: Right. It's just a box you check. It's like, oh, I better put on some sunscreen instead of the really important step that um, you should take it. And also, I think, you know, you can do other things like wearing a big sun hat or sitting under an umbrella or wearing UV protective clothing. If you're out walking on the beach or you know, out outdoors for a whole day on a boat. So there's a lot of other things that you can do to augment the support that sunscreen gives because it's not going to protect you 100%. So talk to us about the difference between UVB and UVA
1: rays. I think this is a big point of confusion. UVB rays cause sunburn and play a key role in developing skin cancer. When we're talking sunscreen, the SPF number mainly refers to the amount of UVB protection it provides. So UVA rays is causing skin damage that leads to skin aging and wrinkles and can be happening even if you're not getting sunburned, Kelly. Right. So that's why people think, oh, I'm okay, I'm not getting burnt because they really need to have their sunscreen on every day if they're going out, just driving to and from work.
0: Right. So with the UVA rays, if if you see people who like who look like they've lived their entire lives outside with no sunscreen or they've been in a tanning bed a lot, they have that weathered, leathery look to their skin, the shortest rays of UVA also contribute to sunburn. So but UVB is the main culprit when it comes to sunburn. So well, I see a lot of people who look like they've been out in the sun and their entire lives or in a tanning bed here in Florida.
1: I think say us living in Florida, we see a lot of that now. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. So what about broad spectrum coverage? Because that's what you see on sunscreen. And what exactly does broad spectrum mean?
1: It means that it is covering both the UVA and the UVB rays. It's protecting you against both.
0: Okay. So then that's something that we 100% always need to be looking for on a label is broad spectrum. Absolutely. Okay. I'm glad I know what that means now. So you talk a lot about reading labels and avoiding ingredients that are bad because after all, as we say on this podcast, what goes on the skin goes in the skin. So what are the main ingredients that we should avoid on sunscreen i'm going to ask the question in reverse because there's so many when you look at the back of sunscreens i've been going around looking at the back of them first of all ingredients are hard to read on the back of sunscreen and there's so many of them then i just would like to pose the question uh, you know what should you look for in sunscreen versus avoid
1: Okay. So what you should look for in sunscreen as your protectors is zinc and titanium. Those are mineral sunscreens that are natural and the way they work is by reflecting the sun. So your skin doesn't soak up the heat.
0: So if I'm looking on the label, I want to see zinc or titanium in the first five or 10 ingredients
1: on, on the the label or sunscreen labels are different. So because they're OTC and regulated by the FDA, there will be a block on that label that says active ingredients. You only want to see in that block zinc or titanium okay. that that block denotes what ingredient is there that is creating the sunscreen protection for you.
0: OK, and OTC, you're you're meaning over the counter. Correct. OK, so look for that active ingredients box. Look for zinc or titanium. Do you have a preference? Which one between zinc or titanium?
1: Either one of them.
0: Okay. And then also look for broad spectrum coverage because um, that's that's the other thing that we need to know. Now, there was a study that you had Googled. You were reading me parts of it before, before we started the podcast. And it was from JAMA, which is
1: the Journal of American uh, Medical Association.
0: Okay. Journal of American Medical Association. And it was published in January of 2020. So not very
1: long ago. And, and what was the main gist of that clinical study? So it was effective sunscreen application on plasma concentration of sunscreen, active ingredients. And what it was to determine was the safety and efficacy of a lot of different sunscreens out there. So I would like to encourage people to actually go, you can Google JAMA sunscreen 2020, and that will pop up for you. And it talks about the ingredients in there that they were testing to see if they, did transfer into your plasma uh, once, could be detected in your plasma once they had been applied for X amount of length of time. So there was six different sunscreen ingredients, active sunscreen ingredients that would go in that active label box that we're talking about that were tested in here to see if in certain strengths, did they actually enter into the, your plasma by being used and how long that it would take to do that and to determine if they were toxic or not. So literally getting into
0: your bloodstream. Yes. Because I have read that some, some sunscreen can potentially cause cancer. And and that was what this clinical study was. Is that is what they were trying
1: to get to the bottom of? Well, there are, there are clinical studies showing that some, some of the active ingredients in sunscreen can lead to, can be carcinogenic. That's probably the most appropriate way to say it. Mm Mm-hmm. We could go into a lot of these names of these active ingredients like avabenzone, uh, for instance. They're all really kind of different names. But one of the best ways to determine, am I getting the right sunscreen ingredient or not, is one of two ways. One, just look for zinc or titanium in the active ingredient box. Or if you're going to look at it another way... Avoid any of the names with active ingredients that end in an O N E, like a avobenzone, on or an ate A T E. For instance, homosalate ends with an A T E. So, but there's many of them out there that end with an on or an A T E. And any of those is something I would encourage you to stay away from. They can be toxic and can be absorbed into your bloodstream. Plus, the way they work is by absorbing heat. Once again. That's their mechanism of actions. And we say, well, it was absorbed into the bloodstream. Well, they absorb the heat and that's how they keep you from burning. Whereas zinc and titanium reflect it to keep you from burning.
0: So why would you even bother to get anything other than zinc or
1: titanium? (laughs) Although you don't see it. Like you have to look for it. That's exactly right. Part (laughs) of it is cost. Part of it is lack of knowledge. And that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this, Kelly, is to empower people with the knowledge that they need and the information that they need to have safe, effective skincare products. Right. So what about
0: sunscreen for your face? Because it's a really big marketing tactic that I see that, oh, this sunscreen is only for your face. Is that really necessary and and are the ingredients in those sunscreens for your face only? Is that just a marketing gimmick?
1: Well, part of it is because you're, if you're using like retinol and glycolic acids on your face, it could be more sensitive or you may just have more sensitive reactions. So if they say it's for the face, it usually does mean that it has only zinc or uh, titanium in it because it's natural and you're not as sensitive to it. And once again, what I said was, the chemical ones, they soak up the heat. So then that causes inflammation in your skin. And a lot of times can lead to hyperpigmentation and it'll make you red. One general thing of the rule, too, is that how do I know if one's safe? Is It usually will say it's for safe for children like three and under because the chemical ones will not say that. Right. Is it OK for us as adults to use a sunscreen that's for children three and under? Yes, absolutely. It just means that they haven't put any of those toxic ingredients in there.
0: Well, that's what we want. We don't want the toxic ingredients. exactly. So.
1: <laughs> and then powdered sunscreen.
0: So on this podcast, obviously, it's it's brought to you by the A-Method Medical Grade Skincare line, of which Angelia is a co-founder, along with Dr. Tina Alster, who is a renowned cosmetic dermatologist in Washington, D.C., one of my favorite products in the A-Method line is your powdered sunscreen now some people think a powdered sunscreen is kind of odd so talk about why you did a powdered formulation and um, can that be used all over your body or is it mostly just for your face
1: it can be used everywhere and the reason we did it is just the most natural form of sunscreen there is because what is zinc and titanium it is minerals that is ground up and used and so what would it be more if we're not adding all the other stuff to it, then it's inert and it would be in your grinding, it would be like a powder. And that's what it is for. So actually the A method has one called clear. It's clear on every Fitzpatrick skin type so that they could use it. And guess what? It's not oily. It's not dripping in your eyes. It's not burning your eyes when you start to sweat. And it actually is water resistant. So When you get out of the water, it stays on you unless you wipe it off. Let's say you get out and you're drying off with a towel. Then, yeah, you're going to pull some of it off. But actually, it's the safest sunscreen you can use. People are going to see it as a small little container and think, oh, it's not quite price effective. Actually, it is. That container will last you about a year. It's crazy how long it lasts. Right. Well, it
0: does come in a little container with a brush. Yeah. So you actually brush it on. And I absolutely love it. Like I, I can't live without it now. I keep one in my purse, one in my car, because it's also good to put on your hands because as women, as we age, we're all really concerned about our hands starting to look old. And then what about the lips? So we really need to protect our lips. I know myself, when when I get too much sun on my lips, it, it causes me to get fever blisters. It's happened to me twice in the past year. And I hadn't had a fever blister in forever, but I'm in Florida now and I I need to get my
1: act together. So what ingredients should we look for in lip protection? Well, it's the same. I would look for a lip protector. Most likely you're gonna find one that has zinc in it, but most of those lip balms have the chemical sunscreens in them if you look at it. And they are even harder to find on that little tube of balm. You can't read it. We really don't want that on our lips where we're basically licking and ingesting it. It don't even have to worry about penetrating our skin. We're just gonna lick it off there have it in our mouth and swallow it. Because I mean, if you're you're going to be licking your lips, that's the way it is. So would you use the powder on your lips? You could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You okay. could. Just do especially the clear one. Just right. dust your lips with it. And then you could put a little bit of lip balm over it. But you would right. need to do it quite frequently if you're putting some like moistener or lipstick over it because it's going to come near coming off and not giving you as much protection so i might try
0: the powdered sunscreen and then just an all-natural lip balm on top of it Mm kind of create my own see how that works so what about the ozone layer because you know we've been depleting the ozone layer for years i've read about it in the news and aerosols and other um, chemicals that go into our environment so Is that impacting how
1: quickly we can burn? Yes, it is. So um, the ozone layer depletion causes increased UV radiation. So it allows more of that UV radiation to come through to the earth's surface, which is damaging to human health. And uh, and its negative effects include increasing types of skin cancer, eye cataracts, immune deficiency disorders. So it's not just about, you know, uh, having a sunburn from it there's many actually negative side effects from the depletion of the ozone layer
0: right so and kind of switching back to when to wear sunscreen and how we know we need it now more than ever because we don't have as much ozone there to protect us what about cloudy days i really tend to slack off on the sunscreen when it's cloudy
1: but you know what you're still getting uva and uvb rays even when it's cloudy and that's what we went back to thinking well if people think they're not burning they're not getting damaged but they are absolutely and they need to have on sunscreen every day even in front of our computers you know there's that whole thing now about blue light right Mm -hmm. i think we'll have to do an episode on that kelly
0: yeah we're gonna do an episode on Uh, blue light because we're now that we're on our devices more than ever as if we couldn't have been on them more than we already are were then COVID 19 hit and literally we're in front of blue screens those of us who work from home or primarily work from home and we can't get away from the blue light. So sunscreen on your face helps with that as well.
1: Yes. And I, you know, I just had to have my iPad replaced and I had to order a new screen protector and I ordered one that has a blue light protection in it. So I might encourage everybody just as an extra layer of protection to do that. If you can get that one to go over your computer or I didn't over even your know iPad, there was such a thing. There is. I just ordered one.
0: Okay. You're well, going to pay
1: a little bit more for it. but right. It's well worth it.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So you said wear sunscreen every day. Is that all year long? I mean, what about like in January and February, if you live somewhere where there's not a lot of sun during
1: those months? Well, you're still getting UVA and UVB. It's coming through even when that's what we think we go to the beach or something and it's cloudy. Oh, we're not getting it or it's raining today and we're not getting it. But once again, I want to go back to forget about that. Forget you're about going outside. You're getting some of it through your um, actual sitting in front of your computers and things all day as well.
0: So should you wear sunscreen even if you're going to be in the house all day? Yes, you should. I guess it can come in through the window through your windows, porches, if you have any kind of like solar panel light, so we're still getting sunlight even when we're inside. So that is that's interesting. So listeners, if you want to recap that, wear sunscreen every single day of the year, no matter the season and no matter whether you're indoors or outdoors. It just should be like getting up and brushing your teeth every day. It's got to be that central to becoming a habit. So what are the biggest culprits of sun damage? We've talked a lot about protecting ourselves from the sun, but if we don't protect ourselves from the sun, what are the worst things that can happen?
1: Well, you can get hyperpigmentation. Some people call them sun spots or liver spots. Obviously, it's a collagen degradation as well, which leads to then sagging skin, lines and wrinkles, uneven skin tone and worst of all skin cancer because you know melanoma is one of the most deadliest forms of cancer that there is yeah
0: well let's talk about skin cancer for a moment it's not a fun topic but obviously we need to address it
1: yes kelly skin cancer is one of the most common types of cancer and it's common in adults more so age 41 to 60 but obviously you can see that younger and older and very common in seniors 60 and older Sunburn greatly increases your risk of getting skin cancer.
0: So that tells me that sun damage is cumulative because if you're not, if you typically aren't seeing melanomas or you see more after the age of 40, then you're paying the price later on in life for all the damage you did, like I did in college, where we would lay out on those tinfoil looking things that you just popped out. And then we would literally put baby oil and iodine all over our bodies and we would just lay out there and just fry like turkeys. I mean, seriously, that's what we were doing. So luckily I haven't had any issue with that, but by applying sunscreen every day, I read that you can reduce your risk of getting skin cancer by 50%.
1: Yes, at least. I also want to say too, by adding an antioxidant serum to your skin, it's going to help with any of those precancerous cells and protect you against some of the UVA, UVB rays, just from using like a vitamin C, which by the way, is Dr. Oscar's favorite skincare product ingredient, period. Now, would that be because the vitamin C
0: serum fights free radicals? It is. And free radicals can contribute to skin damage and collagen breakdown, all that works too.
1: What they do, the free radicals come in and they create, they divide a healthy cell into two negative cells and by the reproduction of that you continue to divide into negative cells if by using an antioxidant serum like a vitamin C serum we can prevent that from happening and then once those negative cells are there dividing it creates more negative cells which can as more obviously apt to lead to having skin cancer
0: well that makes me wonder if it would be a good idea to put vitamin C serum on my hands because i feel like your hands get exposed to the sun so much. You're driving, so your hands are on the steering wheel. No matter what kind of clothing you're wearing, your hands are exposed to the sun.
1: It, do people do that? I mean, is that a- So whenever I put my skincare products on, Kelly, I put them in my hand and apply them to my face. And then I take and rub the back of my hands with my hands that the serum and stuff is in so that I'm treating my hands at the same time. That's a great
0: idea because if you're applying sunscreen to your face and then you use the leftover on your hands. Well, that reminds me of a friend of mine who lives in South Carolina. She's very fair skinned with blonde hair and she always protected herself from the sun. She was very aware and wore sunscreen, but she got a dark spot on her hand and it was kind of crusty and her brother noticed it and really pushed her to go to the dermatologist. By the time she got to the dermatologist, it was almost to her bone. And it's
1: awful. I think
0: it was stage three, or maybe it was, I think it was stage three. And she wasn't even going to go to the dermatologist. And so that makes me even more hyper aware of the fact that we need to protect our hands because they're getting so much sun. If we were gardening, she liked to garden. So even though she was aware of sunscreen being outside, if you're going to be out by the lake or the pool or the beach, you don't think so much of it if you're just out working in the yard. So anyway, that was just my little, I don't know, anecdote. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So here's an interesting factoid I read, especially for someone like you who loves to go out west and stay in fancy resorts at high altitudes in the winter. Yes. (laughs) I read that snow can reflect up to 80% 80% of the sun's rays, and the higher the altitude, the greater the UV exposure.
1: Well, the higher the altitude, the closer you are to the sun. So absolutely. Well, that makes a lot of sense.
0: <laughs> I didn't exactly. think about that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that means uh, when you're skiing,
1: you better have some sunscreen on. I'll tell you another thing I think that people miss is when you're flying on an airplane and you're up there and, you know, and you're especially if you're next to the window. But anyway, all those windows are open on each side of you. That's, it's coming through there and you need to be protected. Hmm
0: well that's a, that's another good point now, segue into the eighties again, I just mentioned laying out on those um tin foil blankets. What about tanning beds? so you know, I think we all know that tanning beds are
1: really bad,
0: bad, bad. What about spray tans? Oh,
1: well, so absolutely that is the route to go and you know what? I've been really impressed about how natural those can look now, and you know, used to when you get them. They leave you all orangey looking and everything. And now they last much longer. That is exactly the way I would encourage you to go if you want to tan for a special event, especially. Right. And so we just need to be cognizant to ask what's in the spray. True. But I think most of them are pretty safe. And that's I know that a lot of dermatology offices even offer those.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Well, this has been awesome. I've learned so much about protecting my skin from the sun and Now it's that moment of the podcast where I get to ask you for a shameless plug, my favorite part. So you can pick any A-Method product you are super excited about and share why you love
1: it with our audience. Well, Kelly, of course, since we're doing sunscreen today, it has to be the powdered clear. It's called clear sunscreen. It's an SPF 50 and it goes on clear on all skin types and it comes in a brush dispenser. So it's so easy just to keep in your car, especially like men, you know, like dusted on their ear, dusted on their nose. You know, even when they're men will use that. It's great. You can use it on your children. So that's my product. I love that product.
0: And that is the shameless plug. And now as we wrap up, we talked about at the beginning of the podcast that we were going to add an element to this podcast about nature and how nature is so important to good health and elements of nature are. And you are taking all these classes and you're studying. I think you're even taking a class right now at Cornell on plant botany. and so I'll, i I want to ask what one tip do you have for us this week that brings nature into play
1: in um offers a health benefit. Okay, Kelly. So here's my health benefit of the day using something natural, which we're going to start to add into the end of this podcast. So Rosemary, you can chew three little sprigs, not like a long sprig, but three of the little things off of it a day. You can chew them, you can swallow it and it will regenerate your brain. It will help anxiety and depression.
0: Well, I love Rosemary. I do too. So not the whole stalk. Are you talking about just Picking the little sprigs off the main stalk. that
1: goes Right. Out. Yeah. The little bitty things that look almost like a little, about an inch long. It looks like a little about no bigger than a toothpick around that come off. And I'll tell you, I'm not just like putting this out there to tell people to do it. I'm doing it. So ever since I learned this last week in my class, every day, I, I bought a rosemary plant. It's a Tuscan blue rosemary, A big one. I bought it and I'm eating three little sprigs a day and swallowing them. And it tastes, I don't know, a little bit like pine. I would mm-hmm. say, I don't know. Could you chop it up and add it to like a a tea and drink it you or are could. you
0: supposed to chew it?
1: You actually, no, no, you could do it in tea. You just want to make sure that you get that amount. Right. You know, well, that's easy enough. And you know, when you put it in, you're kind of diluting it. I mean, somewhat in tea. So, right.
0: So just, I'm going to go out there and pick some after this podcast and
1: I know. Start Kelly has it. a little herb garden. I, think I it's do so have cute. an herb garden.
0: I do. I love my herb garden. Well, that just about wraps it up, I think. Thank you so much, Angelia, for helping keep us all safe and healthy um, by educating us on how important sunscreen is. Y'all, if you are not on a good sunscreen, do me a favor. Don't walk. Run to the store and look for zinc or titanium as the active ingredient and get everybody on your family on it. It is really important Uh, we want you around for years to come and if you want to order the powder sunscreen from the a method like i said it's my absolute favorite product in that whole entire skincare line so Listeners, don't forget to follow the Skincare Moxie podcast on social media by following the A Method on Facebook and the A Method on Instagram. You can also follow the hashtag Skincare Moxie, and Moxie is spelled M O X I E. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast so it comes directly to your inbox each week, visit theamethod.com and click the podcast icon at the top right of the screen. And finally, Angelia has agreed to answer your skincare questions personally if you email her at angelia at the amethod.com. And Angelia is spelled just like it sounds, A-N-G-E-L-I-A. Two more quick things. There is live chat on the website now, at the amethod.com. If you have a question, you can chat in and you will be in direct contact with a licensed esthetician. So if you're looking to get on a custom medical grade skincare regimen, that's a great way to do it. Or you can email Angelia directly and she will help lead you in the direction of the products that are going to be the best for your skin. Also, when you subscribe to the podcast, you will get a 20% off discount code that will come directly to your inbox and that's off an entire purchase. So if you do decide to get on a regimen, save that discount code and get the discount off of your entire regimen because that can save you quite a bit of money. And we all care about saving money so we can buy more products because that's what usually happens to me. (laughs) So anyway, thanks for joining us today. And I also want to have a special shout out to our sound engineer, Chris Hill of Knoxville based HumblePod. He's at HumblePod.com. Thanks so much. Until next time.